Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Alex B. Podcast. You know, a lot of times when I do this, sometimes I do stuff that's funny where I poke fun at the news. Uh, sometimes I do something serious. Sometimes I mix music. Sometimes it sounds like I have anger issues. Uh, so today I'm doing my news to amuse where, you know, I read some different stories that are going on and I kind of throw my perspective or my opinion on them. And I usually wait because I don't want to be like one of the first people to jump on and have a fucking opinion. I figure I just wait, let, let some of the news kind of like filter out there and then throw my two cents on it. And then it's not the right or wrong answer. It's more of like, hmm, you know, I never thought of that. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of thought process I want to bring to you when you listen to this podcast. Besides me cussing like a fucking sailor. So on top of that, but anyway, I uh, do have a TikTok page that'll be uh, different video clips and stuff that I find myself amusing. Now, uh, those of you that are just new to the podcast, I was doing door dashing uh, before I got relocated out here to the St. Louis metro area, Illinois, to be exact, and. I did a thing called DoorDash Diaries. So basically, I took my phone out and was clowning fucking people that I was delivering the food to and such. So I'm going to try to get those up on the TikTok page, um, DoorDash Diaries, like splice a couple together. It's, it's nothing nothing really big, just like my opinions of like, you know, trying to deliver food in the snow, people not tipping, uh, that kind of stuff. So the TikTok page uh, has the same address as uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and it's the Alex B Podcast. Uh, you will not see me doing a Carol Baskin dance on there or any of the other um, thirsty uh, thirst trap stuff that people are doing on there. I, I promise it's going to be, it's going to be mellow. So let's look at some new stuff. I'm sure you've a lot of, again, a lot of stuff this guy, you guys have heard about this and this really bothers me because I, you know, I, I talked about this before about seeing outrage when, when shootings like this happen. Listen to this. Now there's like, I got three stories that are all related to Walmart. And I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. This first one, Tucson police on Tuesday moved to terminate an officer after he fatally shot a man in a motorized wheelchair who was accused of shoplifting and pulling a knife on when confronted outside. Now, the guy's in a wheelchair, pulls out a knife. Obviously, he's not going to to miraculously leap out of the fucking wheelchair, come at you with a knife. The worst thing about it is he shot him in the back. Like the guy was like, you know, driving away. And he shot him. He shot the guy was 61 years old. Um, he fired nine rounds. The guy's in a wheelchair, for God's sake. So you try to tell me that you couldn't have, like, ran fast alongside him, jumped in front of this wheel. You know what I mean? Uh, again, I'm not a cop. I'm not trying to. But this sounds a little ridiculous. He's in a wheelchair, and you pump nine rounds into him because you accused him of shoplifting. And he was just keeping, you know, he kept on going. He's like, oh, no, you got to stop. You got to stop. And the guy kept on going. And they shot him in the back. This happened in Tucson. They're calling for the officer to get uh, to get um, uh, to get terminated. I don't know if we're gonna have any protests or people burning down fucking Tucson, but it's still a serious problem nonetheless. Especially if the guy's in a wheelchair. He's got his back turned, man. He's uh, he's cruising because he's thinking about what you know. What the fuck? The guy's got a knife. What is he really gonna do with that knife? Unless he's like some expert carnival knife thrower, he's not gonna do nothing to you. So you pump nine rods in him and you kill him over shoplifting. It's, <laughs> oh boy. So speaking of Walmart, there's, a, there's some lawsuits. There's two lawsuits I want to tell you about that blows me away. And I didn't know that they had did this with people. Um, this was uh, via 2FAB. I was reading it. So this nurse got accused of doing some shoplifting there. And she really, she, she was falsely accused of stealing $48 in groceries. Okay. And. You know, she used to sell checkout, you know, was malfunctioning or whatever. So she thought she paid for everything. Um, so they tried to file charges on her, and I guess they it was dismissed, dismissed or whatever. But apparently, 
Um, she thought it was resolved. She was arrested for stealing 11 items, including Christmas lights, a loaf of bread, and Captain Crunch. Now I'm all about some Captain Crunch. I'd have been down. I would have been down with that. The charges were eventually dropped, but when the nurse showed up to court, nobody from Walmart did. So usually, if the person, one of the parties, don't show up, it's dropped. But so they go on and they send her a letter demanding she pays $200 in restitution. And she's like, wait a minute, we, we dropped this. Why am I, you know, why? And they even posted her, fa- her, her, her fucking mugshot on Facebook. She's like, wait a minute. So an expert called in to testify during the lawsuit exposed that Walmart routinely used civil recovery laws to chase customers it had accused of shoplifting to pay damages. According to the University of Nebraska assistant law professor Ryan Sullivan, between 2016 and 2018, the company, which retailed almost $560 billion last fiscal year, charged around $1.4 million to people across the U.S. with criminal theft and ended up collecting more than $300 million from them via legal demand letters. So the charges get dropped. They sent some goon bill collector, low-class attorney after him, and they've collected $300 million from people. So that is insane, man. Like, you all don't have enough money on, on what you're doing, and now you're going after people, especially this one. It was, it was, it was, and they wouldn't even show her the video. You know, she wanted to show the video. She could say, hey, look, I wasn't doing this or whatever. They dropped it. Well, they, it had to be dropped because, you know, they didn't show up in court. So they have some lawyer send them a letter, like a collection letter. $300 million uh, using the, uh, oh, man, I don't know. That's pretty sad. Uh, man, $300 million. They have, I would say illegally collected, but it, it's called a civil recovery law. And if you paid into it, if you're listening to this podcast or know somebody that might've done that, hey man, get your money. I, I feel a class action suit coming on for this. There has to be. That is that is insane, and I would hope not to. I would hope not to see this. And then, a South Carolina mom, she stepped on a rusty nail at Walmart. And what do you think she got for that? Okay, first of all, let's go back to the other lady. Uh, the other lady with the shoplifting thing. Now that's kind of embarrassing, et cetera, et cetera. Do I think? Uh, let's see. What did she get paid? She got paid something decent here. Hold on. I'm trying. I'm trying to look. She got awarded two point one million dollars. She got accused of shoplifting $48 in groceries. Obviously, there's the embarrassment factor, et cetera, et cetera. She wasn't out any other money, and she got $2.1 million. I don't know what embarrassment is worth. I don't know any of that. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you can ask for that kind of number and somebody will give it to you, why not? That seems like a lot of money for being falsely accused of stealing $48 worth of groceries. $2.1 $2.1 million. That is a lot of money. Okay. That's a lot of money. And that's in, <laughs> there's a lady where a lady in South Carolina who, who stepped on a rusty nail at Walmart and was awarded $10 million. And you're thinking to yourself, rusty nail, what comes to find out because of infection, she had to get her leg amputated. Could you imagine going into Walmart People at Walmart, you're just going in there in your pajama pants and house slippers. You step in a nail, and then you let you have to because of the infection and stuff. For ten million dollars, because she had to get a leg amputated. I don't know what a leg's worth, what a limb is worth. I think ten million is kind of on the low end of things. But that is man, that is scary. Ten million dollars. Um, she lost her leg after stepping on a rusty nail at Walmart. Now. Were you wearing shoes? There's so many things I ask when people say they stepped on something. Were you wearing like a flip-flop? Were you wearing shoes? I think there's so many variables that I always ask. Well, how did they get to that? You know, and, and 
But th to know that they go after these collection letters and to know that they collected $300 million off people on these legal demand letters, that really is disturbing with as much money as they have. I, that's all I got to say. And I'm going to talk about bullying, too, on this episode because I want to try to make this a little bit seriously because some of the stuff that's uh, coming out of this latest school shooting is, is disturbing. So I'll get into some stats about that because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's just really, it's, 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 it's sad. So listen to this. If this isn't the most bullshit thing you've heard in the news, the man accused of killing six people and injuring dozens more with his SUV during a rampage at the Wisconsin Christmas parade feels dehumanized behind bars. Like, what the fuck else you think was supposed to happen? You killed a bunch of people. You drove your car. You scared the fuck out of everybody. You killed people. And Daryl Brooks gave an interview to Fox and said, I just feel like I'm being monster demonized. What are they supposed to do, dude? Give you some kind of fucking medal? The accused killer, a career criminal and registered child sex offender, calmly answered questions from the outlet, but offered no insight to why he allegedly mowed down the crowd, according to the article. Now, I know they have to say innocent until proven guilty, but I hate nothing worse when you got all this video footage of this guy behind the wheel. He's mowing down people. He's killing people. And it's been shown on the media, but he's he's alleged. He allegedly mowed down. No, he didn't allegedly. He got I just don't understand that part of the due process. When everybody has seen this video, it's horrifying to watch. And you see this and the terror and everything. Well, he allegedly, what, what do you, proof beyond a reasonable doubt? I don't know what, I, we're going to waste God knows how many months in the court system on this. And some kind of people, I don't just don't know how you do this, but to feel dehumanized, I don't know what kind of treatment you expected to get there in prison, pal. Um, you, you injured a dozen people, you killed six people. And I just don't understand. Uh he says he has not received any other visitors since the attack, including his mother, who had released a statement Wednesday accusing Wisconsin's criminal justice system of failing him. They failed him. Obviously, he was out on the street after being, uh, after being a registered child sex offender, career criminal. So the system, what do you mean the fail, system failed him? They should have kept him locked up? They should have rehabbed him? Like, what goes on there? So there's a lot of unanswered questions um, to that. That's just sad. I mean, that and the guy gets shot in a wheelchair. There, there's some pictures of that on, um, I want to say it's CNN. This guy, I mean, come on, man. You shoot him nine times. And then he's handcuffing the guy who wasn't even moving. Do you think after pumping nine shots into him, you think he's fucking moving, pal? Especially when you got him while he was sitting down? I don't think that's possible. So yeah, that's those are my that's the first part of the podcast. I want to get some of that out. Um, remember, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now TikTok. Uh, we'd love to hear on you, love to see you on there, and uh, see some comments or whatever. This is this is a more serious podcast than ones I've done normally. Normally, I try to find like a little bit of humor, or try to throw some sense in it. But this these school shootings and this bullying and all this stuff has just got to stop. I mean, where does it stop? Who's to blame? I'm gonna try to sort some of that out next. And you're listening to the Alex B podcast.
Simple way to the podcast. Just type in the AlexBpodcast.com. Welcome back, boys and girls. Uh, I know everybody has been focusing on this uh, story out of Michigan, uh, the school shooting that just happened at the uh, Oxford High School. 15-year-old kid, and I have a lot of questions, I think like a lot of everybody does, and I'm not going to be out there to try to judge anybody or to put what I think is the right opinion. Again, I've, like I've told people in the past that I kind of just throw my opinion out there and maybe you can throw some of your intellect behind it and, and we can kind of form opinions and find out what's going on. But now I guess the parents are under um, are under scrutiny because I guess his dad just bought this gun on Black Friday and this just happened, you know, over the weekend, or Monday, I think, right? Did it happen? Wednesday. Oh, day early. It happened on that Tuesday. So it's it's scary because... They were calling. They they were they were uh, there was suspicion that things were going wrong. So they found like social media posts, and there was a journal and everything else. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where does the blame lie. You know what I mean? Like uh, for for example, I went to Catholic school. Now, obviously, I went to school in a different time period than anything because I went to school in the '70s. I was born in '68, and you know I got bullied. I would I used to say I got punked on, but we got to stop saying this kids will be kids thing because I don't think parents on either side, whether it's the, the, the person that's getting bullied or the person that's doing the bullying are taking this stuff seriously. And it seems like they always, they always make it sound like, well, if there's no physical contact. There must be nothing going on. And, and then it, something like this turns out. So it's like, where does it, where does it end? Do you mean that's it's, I read the, I read these stats today. And according to uh, a news outlet, education week, there has been 28 school shootings resulting in injury or death so far in 2021, with 20 of them reported since August 1st. The publication says that at least nine people have been killed by gunfire on school property this year, including two people who were shot by police officers. It is, it's scary to see this 
to know this, this, that these stats are out there. This is bizarre. 28 school shootings in the year 2021. Um, I looked at another website today uh, when I got home from work, uh, a website called stopbullying.gov, and it's pretty interesting, and it's got some things that I think it's pretty much common sense, but I just don't know if common sense and textbook theory applies to trying to control a situation before it goes out of hand like this. Like, how do you get a gun? How did the kid get the gun? You know, you got, okay, you have that version there. You know, is, is there a lock on it? Is there a safety on it? You know, there's, there's, there's that pop, you know, there's that thing. Then, you know, how he got away with it. Are you monitoring what the kids are doing on the internet? I understand, you know, kids could take a tablet and a phone and do other stuff, but it's like, where does the responsibility lie? You can't just be, is it all on the parents? Is it all on the school? Is it all on the friends to narc out somebody or whatever, you know? Because a lot, I've heard so time and time again, well, what, did anybody get hit? Or did, and the, bullying can go, it's, it's emotional too. There's activities to teach, to teach you know, students about bullying, internet or library research, looking up types of bullying, how to prevent it, and how kids should respond. Now, this has presentations such as speech or role-playing or stopping bullying. No, I just think there needs to be a little bit more heart-to-heart. Uh, creative writing such as a poem speaking out against bullying or a story or a skit teaching bystanders how to help. How do you teach bystanders how to help? Basically, man, if you know something, in, in this age, you can never know what somebody's capable of. You know, somebody might say, oh, that guy's a wimp, that guy's this, you know? You could call somebody a wimp, you can call him this, that, and a third. They walk in with a gun, they're the most powerful motherfucker in that building. And I just think people need to pay more attention to that, of what's going on. And, and the parents, too, especially. But if you, you, they said they had warning flags on this guy, so why was nothing done prior? Well, we're going to have a discussion. It's too much of that hand-holding bullshit. And people that are like, well, you know, there's, there's, there's consequences for the, you know? That <laughs> certain times that applies, certain times it does not. And it's sad to see this happening or whatever, because if even the people that weren't shot over, I saw some video this evening on TikTok that the people were shooting, that the, and the kid was knocking on the door saying that he was a cop. And he's like, hey, man, you know, you're saying it's all clear, you know, just come to the door, bro. Well, obviously, when they heard that, they knew it was the kid. So they're all like jumping out of windows and shit and, and getting out of the classroom. Could you imagine if somebody would have opened up that door? thinking it was a cop and he just would have just started firing off rounds it's it's sad to know that this stuff that this stuff goes on and it's sad to know you know in the school does the school really pay attention like they should because i know back home in indiana you know this shit going on well you know we heard there's some stuff going on we heard some stuff on the internet so what are you waiting on what are you waiting on to, to get involved in your child's life and see what's going on. Ask some questions, man. Be a nosy fucking parent. Okay, so your kid might hate you because you're trying to get in their business. But guess what? You could be saving their life or saving them from doing something stupid if something's going wrong. Because eventually, you know, the kid, the kids aren't going to talk or whatever. And they're going to be carrying some burden. And then stuff like this happens. You know, there's staff training. You know, what the policies are. How do you enforce the rules? But you just don't know. Everybody's in class. You know, everybody's doing their thing. Somebody gets in a hallway in that building and, and this, this stuff happens. Like, what do you do? You're supposed to put a metal detector at every door, search everybody that comes in. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I just think it, involvement needs to be stepped up with the school, with the schools. And don't wait for it to get physical before you actually investigate it. Well, we talk to everybody because, you know, I know a lot of times athletes that are, you know, especially if you're on a winning football team or some bullshit like that, I know some of that stuff gets overlooked. It did when I was going to school. I remember when I went to school, man, the Calumet wrestlers couldn't do shit wrong. 
You know, the, the, these guys could like fucking burn down the campus and they, well, they didn't do it. They were there to actually put it out, put it out. They were actually holding the water buckets. Those fuckers got away with all kinds of stuff. But, you know, like intercepting text messages and just stuff like that, you know, you know, you got to stop it on the spot, separate the kids that are involved, make sure everybody's safe. And then when you talk to the kids, talk to them separately. So one can't intimidate the other one. But just simple stuff, you know, and, and don't ignore it. Don't think that the kids can work it out. Oh, they'll work it out. You know, they do this all the time. They fight and then they make up. No, stop that. Don't immediately try to sort out the facts. Don't be, don't be accusatory. You know what I mean? And don't force the, you know, the other kids to say publicly what they saw. You know what I mean? You Don't question them in front of other kids. You've got to have them isolated and stuff so they're not feeling pressured with the other kids around them. Or, you know, they might lie or maybe, maybe fabricate because they don't want their friends to know that they're ratting somebody out or, or whatever. You know, and don't make the kids apologize and patch up the relations on the spot because that's nothing that's going to be done with an apology and a handshake and sitting at the fucking lunch table. It's not going to work. So I, I was reading these things. That's really, it's just really interesting. Are you supposed to search everything? And it says determine if it's, if it's bullying. So it, it's such a broad definition. You know, is it being called names? Is it being physically pushed? Like where, where, does, it, where does the line draw from just being, you know, just kids talking shit to like actually bullying per se because it's somebody's interpretation if somebody's like you know a, a more, a kind of more closed off individual and it maybe not a social maybe the littlest things could they consider that bullying and i'm not saying everybody should walk on eggshells but we just got to find out where the common ground is on that you know what's the history between the kids involved has there been past conflicts you know that that's the thing to look at is there a power imbalance you know it's, it has nothing to do with physical strength, but sometimes mental. You know, if there's a p- power imbalance, that could happen too. Has it happened before? You know, are they friends or opposite friends of the spectrum? There's, there's so many things. You know, you got to find out what happened. You got to keep the kids separate, obviously. Get the story from several sources, both adults and kids, and just get involved, man. Get involved. I know it's going to be nosy. You don't want to be that person or whatever, but man, just get involved. I, I hate seeing this. This is horrible because when I went to school, and I, I try, try to end with a funny, I mean, there was, no, there was nothing like this. Either it was beating each other's ass. You know, you get on a bus. <laughs> if you're riding home, you know, you see somebody got on a bus. You know that's their own route. And you're like, oh, somebody's getting their ass whooped when they get off the bus. And then when that person got off the seat, realizing the person he was. But, you know, it wasn't like that. I'm not, I'm not in, endorsing that either. But, you know, we're not in the era anymore where people just, you know, they just went boxed in the backyard. Knock, knock a motherfucker out and be done. It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that anymore, unfortunately. You know, is it after school programs? I mean, the parent, again, how did the kid get a hold of the gun? That's start there. And then you could build the case to what's going on. Are you, do you have a monitoring system? Are you able to see what's going on in your kid's computer? You should be, especially if they got a room, you know, you got a, you know, two story house, the kids on one end of the house, you're on the other, or maybe you got parents at work. Maybe you got a single parent. There's, there's a lot of things I think that you have to put together to monitor situations like these so they don't get out of control. Because it's horrible to see this on video. I mean, it's, it's kind of a trip that a kid would actually have a phone. But, you know, it's documentation. You know, it's, 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 there's people, they're, they're, they're going to be like, there's, that's, that's, that's traumatizing to be involved with that. But then it's like, you know, how many people fucked with this kid before? And again, I'm not saying that that should justify his actions. But have people been fucking with him and then finally he just snapped? Because apparently they're saying it was premeditated. So obviously somebody's bullying him, somebody's punking on him or whatever. And it kept going and going and going. Nobody really intervened. They wanted to have like a sit down with the parents. Well, you know, 
I think it needed there needed to be a little bit more accelerated action uh, to prevent this from happening because I hate seeing this stuff in the news. Um, anybody who out there who is a parent obviously would hate to hear this and see this happen uh, to any of their kids in their school. So get involved, man. If you if you if you know somebody that has kids or you have kids, man, don't be afraid to get in their business and see what's going on because you can save not only one life but maybe many lives or even prevent a disaster. Because what might sound like idle threats, oh, they were just talking shit on TikTok. They were just talking shit on Facebook. But that's how this shit gets organized. You know, that the, the people, I'm not Facebook, but the people that have been doing those smashing grabs, you know, they're getting together on the internet. So obviously there's some outlet and there's some interaction with other people. People are Googling stuff, how to do stuff or whatever. And then this is what happens. And if they're keeping a journal like that or keeping some kind of diary, they're wanting to be discovered. They're, they're crying out for help. They're not leaving something for you guys to read at the person's eulogy if they get mowed down by the cops. They obviously want some type of attention because they wouldn't have to calculate it. So obviously you have time to, you know, your kids at school, go through the room, go through the backpack, go whatever, man, and find out what's going on and, and cut them off the path. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Nobody's going to think any of you differently if your kid needs to have some, some psychiatric counseling or whatever. I know a lot of people don't do that. Oh, my kid's fine. And they try to put that off. And then when something like this happens or whatever, it's a shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I, I would hate to see anybody like that. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Nobody's going to think of you any less of, a, if you're a kid, an adult, asking for psychiatric help to maybe sort this thing out on what could be done. But the whole thing is, oh, kids will be kids, man. Stop that shit. Because that's not, that's just not how it goes anymore. Kids will be kids. No. Kids won't be kids because kids are being adults and committing crimes like adults. And it's scary and it's frightening that this is where our, where our country's at right now. This is what's going on. And it's nothing that I, I look forward to. I'm sure it's nothing anybody else that's listening to this podcast looks forward to. So hopefully, you know, we can get a little bit more involved in kids' lives and, and whatever and, and see if they, we can, you know, chomp at the bit a little bit. To get this done because there's enough there's got enough problems going on in with gun violence and adults and now this stuff you know the school shootings and everything it's there's there's got to be a way to slow it down it just happens it happens to be that way so and again my name is alex b thank you for listening to the podcast i'm going to do a mix i'm going to release on friday because i've been doing all the serious talking tonight or today or whatever where you're listening to this so um i'll crank out a little uh some tunes from for friday and i think there's actually believe it or not i'm not gonna lie there's some songs on tiktok that i've been kind of digging that <laughs> i never thought in a million years being a dj for as long as i have i would say oh man it's a pretty cool song and listening to a fucking tiktok video but here i am and doing such so have a good have a great thursday uh remember social media tiktok instagram facebook and twitter the alex b podcast that's how you get at me um or you can simply if you want to listen and you don't have like apple or google you just type in the alex b podcast.com on google it'll take you right where you need to go have a good one. I'm out. Uh, I'll, I'll steal a Jerry Springer line, man. Just not only take care of each other, but like look out for each other, man. Take that extra minute to see if somebody's okay to just ask a question, make a phone call or something, and you might make a situation better and not even know it. I'm out.